0: hey guys welcome back to the FFP my name is Christian and today we got another awesome video going over everything you need to know for week 16 starts it research that we have done for you guys now I always tell you there are timestamps down in the description below so you can see when I'm talking about which games and there's a comment section for a reason ask any questions or say anything that you'd like heck even tell me how wrong I am I always say that every week but really just say anything that you want and I'll do my best to read all your guys' comments and respond as well as I've seen a lot of people responding to each other's comments just going back and forth talking I love Love that. Love to build that community of just people where everyone's bouncing feedback and ideas off of each other. That's a lot of fun, especially at this point in the season when, you know, really any advice is um, welcomed, right? But... Let's not waste any more time, guys, and let's just get into it with our first game this week. And one of the things to remember is that there's no Thursday game this week, but there's three Saturday games. So that is something to remember. You don't have you have more time to set your lineup, and you don't have to worry about injuries for Thursday games. You know, if they're questionable, it's not quite such a short turnaround. However, guys, do remember that you're going to have to set your lineups Friday night or Saturday or whatever. So don't forget that. Uh, For our first game guys, we're going to talk about the Texans versus the Buccaneers. There's quite a bit of uh, fantasy potential here. A lot of guys who are all over the place inconsistent, but have huge upside. The first one being Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a must start. Not only do the Buccaneers give up the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but over the last four games, Watson's been great. Over the last four games, he's had at least 18.9 fantasy points in every game. And that's despite playing the Colts, the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Texans, which are far from the worst pass defenses in the NFL. In fact, three of them are i would call good pass defenses and then the colts um, probably average a little below average but uh, for me he's a must start he's second in quarterback fantasy scoring so far this year to me it's pretty much a no-brainer at this point as far as the running backs go duke johnson is a must sit he's got just 44 fantasy points since the bye that's averaging 8.8 fantasy points per game in PPR so you know you can take away the points for receptions there that really hurts him Um, he does have 13 catches over the last three games that's great but that has clearly not saved his fantasy numbers and in a standard league of course it gets even worse so definitely sit Duke Johnson as far as Carlos Hyde goes uh, there's some good and some bad the good news being uh, last game, he had 26 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown, uh, but he scored just 51 fantasy points since the buy. He's averaging just 10.2 fantasy points a game. That's uh, not very good. I'm going to call that probably below average, especially in the championship game, um, at least in my league and PPR scoring. If a running back put up 10 points, I'd be a little disappointed, but... Um, The other thing being that the Buccaneers give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. In fact, get this. They have given up just four touchdowns to running backs in the last eight games. And they have held running backs without touchdowns. Um, excuse me, they've held these running backs without touchdowns. Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and Chris Carson in the last eight games have all been held without a touchdown versus the Buccaneers defense. So yeah, they're a pretty darn good run defense. Um, That does make me nervous for, uh, you know, a, a rushing attack, a ground game in the Texans. It's just not solid all the way around. If you can avoid it, I would not play Carlos Hyde this week. Though some of you don't have the option, as always, that's what the comment section is for. DeAndre Hopkins is a must-start, of course, uh, especially considering the matchup. And he's a must-start pretty much any week. Um, but you throw in a great matchup versus the Bucks, giving up more fantasy points to opposing wide receivers than any other team. That's really a match made in heaven. He's a must-play. Uh, Will Fuller, he's been really banged up lately. But in his last four full games because he's played a lot of partial games due to injury and you really got to scrap those if he's healthy in this game that's always something to monitor and check but if he is he, he plays great his last four healthy games have been against the falcons chiefs colts and titans and he's averaging seven and a half catches 115 yards and uh three-fourths of a touchdown every game in those last four games. So he's been absolutely phenomenal. And as long as we don't see any signs of injury or issue with Will Fuller, he's definitely a guy to play, especially considering the Texans are a playoff team. So they are not going to be letting off of the gas pedal anytime soon. Uh, Darren Fells, he has just eight catches in the last six games, uh, and he only scored one touchdown. For me, that's really enough to just say sit him. He's got a lot of touchdowns on the year, but his touchdown production has slowed a lot lately, and he doesn't make up for it with catches or yards or just about anything else. Uh, Kaimi Fairbairn, I would sit him. He's kicked just four field goals in the last five games, and he's averaging just five fantasy points a game over that span. Um, so really, just not getting enough production from him, at least in uh, from my perspective. He does have the opportunity this game, where maybe the Texans go in and they blow out Tampa Bay, and he kicks lots of field goals and lots of extra points. Um, but are you going to bet on that? Based on what I've seen the past few weeks, I'm not going to make. I'm not going to call that a very safe bet. I'd probably avoid it. Finally, uh, for the Texans, at least uh, we've got their defense sit for sure. They've scored just 11 fantasy points in the last five games, and in those five games, they've only forced three turnovers. Their defense is just not a very good defense and it definitely has not equated to fantasy numbers. On the other side, we've got Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's a guy you got to start. We've talked about this all year long, where I've said, play Jameis Winston this week, play Jameis Winston this week, and everybody kind of shakes their head at me like, are you an idiot? Are you dumb? What's wrong with you? But really, in the end, guys, he's throwing touchdowns. I don't care how many picks he throws. I don't even care if you're in a league where you lose points for interceptions. You lose, you know, maybe one or two, maybe three at the most points for an interception. Um, Okay, but he also can go out there and throw you, you know, four points for a touchdown. Some leagues are six points for a touchdown. So it's, I, I definitely think it sets itself off or balances itself off the other way. I'm sorry, I'm struggling to speak here. And he's definitely the guy to go after. Um, a guy to go after. Not going to be probably a top six quarterback for me, but he's coming in that six to twelve range, if that makes any sense. Uh, we've also got Ronald Jones Jr. for me. He's a low end RB two or flex play. He's had some good games this year, had some not so good games, but in the end, he is so far, at least at this point, he's the lead running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've got some real pushback from a lot of people on that, but when you look back over, I can't remember if it's his last five or six games, he's been getting over sixty percent of the touches, um, and so. That's That's definitely one of those stats that says, hey, you know, it is pretty clear that they like him more. They're certainly willing to rest him, uh, but they do like him more. Uh, Of course, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to be out this game. I believe Chris Godwin is questionable, but guys, I really doubt he's going to play. Of course, monitored. If Chris Godwin plays, then he's a must start. But other than that, I mean, again, I really don't expect him to. I expect both Evans and Godwin to be out. Prashad Perryman, this is a guy you got to play this week, especially if Chris Godwin is up. He's really capitalized lately. You go back to just four weeks ago, he had just one catch, but he's been productive. He turned that catch into 44 yards, and then since then, he's really been turning it on. Five catches for 87 yards, uh, three catches for 70 yards, and a touchdown. He had five catches for 113 yards and three touchdowns. It's crazy. This guy touches the ball five times, and he scores three touchdowns in that game. Uh, so Brashad Perryman, a definite start this week, especially if... If Godwin is out, he gets that real volume boost. The other guy I considered taking a look at was Scotty Miller. He did catch all three of his targets last week for 49 yards and a touchdown. Then he uh, pulled a little bit of a hamstring issue, and he is currently questionable. Um, Scotty Miller's a name that he's not a household name. I bet you that probably half of the people watching this video um, barely have heard his name before, if have heard his name before at all. Which of course is just a sign. I mean, this guy's been buried on the depth chart down at the wide receiver four mark, and if he goes into the game with any nagging injury as a number four wideout who's only in there due to injury, I have a really hard time trusting him. So. Uh, I'm going to avoid him this week, despite last week looking promising. As far as the tight ends go, we got Cameron Brayton, Jordan Howard. Uh, Sip Brayton, for sure, he scored just one touchdown in the last nine weeks. Um, and it was a really weird one, actually. I was talking about somebody about this recently. Um, It was a really short yardage situation, and he was lined up. It was like goal line, I believe, and he was lined up in the backfield, um, and he was, I believe, supposed to block, and then they audibled, and then he ran a route, and he happened to catch it great, but it clearly was not part of the scheming of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or part of their plan. O.J. Howard is the guy. If you had to play one guy in that offense, it's O.J. Howard. I would call him a deep league play. He's still not a great tight end, but he does have... um, Excuse me. He does have 13 catches in the last three games, and he's had 61, 73, and 46 yards. Hasn't scored a touchdown in those games, but you know maybe with those wide receivers out, Godwins and Evans being out, maybe this comes into the week for him where he gets that volume boost and finds the end zone. I don't trust him, which is why I'm not going to consider him a top, uh, really a top tier tight end this week um, because I just don't have complete faith in him. But he does have the upside, and especially in deep leagues or if you're desperate. Um, Matt Gay this week is a fair start. Um, if you remove two games in his last eight, so in his last eight games, we're not going to count two. If you remove those, he's been very good. Um, so essentially in two thirds of the games, he's been very good. The other two, he's been bad, whatever. all in all, I like Matt Gay, I'd play him this week. And the Bucks defense, they've scored 56 fantasy points over the last four games. I would play them versus Houston in most leagues. You certainly might have a better defensive option this week, but also maybe you don't. In that case, um, definitely play them. They have been very effective recently. Now we come to the patriots versus the bills a real gonna be a real fun divisional defensive battle i'm kind of rooting for the bills right now i just love to see them shake up the nfl though i do love the patriots um despite their cheating ways it's just fun to watch a team kind of be like darth vader and the empire from star wars just win year after year it's kind of like a running joke almost but anyways uh enough of that let's talk fantasy and josh allen to me in small leagues is a must sit in large 16 team leaks is a must start And in regular size 12-team leagues, he's very much a borderline guy. It's a tough matchup versus the Patriots, but he's sixth in fantasy quarterback scoring. He's got 18 passing touchdowns, not very good, but he's got nine rushing touchdowns on the year. Um, I have a really tough time. I lean towards sitting him and finding another option because he's not going to do enough in a tough matchup against a good defense. He's not going to do enough in the passing game, so he's going to essentially have to run a touchdown in for him to have a fair fantasy day. For that reason, I lean away from him, but definitely in deep leagues, play him. Uh, devin singletary is averaging 13 and a half fantasy points a game over the last six games he's also got 15 targets 11 catches 69 yards and a touchdown over the last three Now, the Patriots have allowed running backs to score just two touchdowns all season. For that reason, Devin Singletary, for me, was a little bit undersized. He's not going to be a guy who's going to get a boatload of goal line carries. I'm going to say sit him this week, and if you play him, I call him a medium flex play. Um, But if you just have two running backs to start and no flex, then I would not play him this week. As far as the wide receivers go... Uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley this is a tough matchup. The Patriots give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Many of you know that Cole Beasley has shined in these games, um, but last week he just won catch for six yards. He um, just have six touchdowns in the last eight games, but I definitely think there's a sense from defenses they're really starting to pick up on the Cole Beasley being a big part of this offense, and they're keying in on it more, and I don't expect him to do what he did last game in this game. And quite honestly, I expect this to be a real defensive battle and kind of i wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of very ugly offense for this reason i consider both john brown and cole beasley low end wide receiver threes where if you're like me i'm in a league where i've got terry mclaurin kenny galladay cooper cup in that league like there's no way this guy neither of those guys are getting played i've got some great wideouts, but if you are struggling scraping for your final wide receiver this week uh, they can be played but i don't love them i hope that makes sense and again or uh, maybe not again, I forgot to mention it, but and I do want to say this every week, which is they have more value in PPR and standards slightly less. Um, so I lean even further away from them in that. I would sit all Bills tight ends, and Steven Hushka, I would start him in a game I'm expecting to be a defensive battle um, where they could probably kick a lot of field goals. I actually like Steven Hushka this week, and I, I expect them to kick a lot of field goals. I could be wrong, but really, when I started doing some research on uh, kickers this year, every kicker's a mess, and you can't trust any of them. So. Um, honestly, it feels like at this point, any reason to like start a kicker is a good enough reason. There have been like two kickers all year, I trust. Um, but anyways, I would definitely play him this week. Could be a good week for him. Uh, the Bills defense start them. They've got 20 sacks, 10 turnovers, and 55 fantasy points in the last five games. I'm going to have a lot of fun watching them go up against this Patriots offense. Like I said, should be a stud defensive battle. I'd sit tom brady the bills give up the fewest fantasy points to opposing qbs they're a great defense and i think a lot of people are even considering them the best defense in the nfl as far as the running backs go uh Sonny Michel, I think you got to sit him. This is a guy who's really been lacking usage lately. He's averaging just six fantasy points over the last six games. And James White has stepped up as sort of the big guy. Um, as Not the big As sort of the number one running back in that offense. He's getting more usage in close games. In blowout games, Sonny Michel gets more carries, sees more usage, and has more fantasy points. But the Patriots will not blow out the Bills this week. Um, I'd be very shocked if they did. Uh Coming now to James White, I think he's going to have a lot of catches this week. I think they're going to utilize him a ton. And over the last three games, he's got 45 touches, 249 yards, and three touchdowns with a yards per carry of over Five. So yeah, I'd probably play him this week as a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 in that sort of range, or definitely as a flex play in PPR. In standards, i bump him further down uh, because he does get a lot of his points from being able to be used in the passing game. As far as the wide receivers, Julian Edelman is a must-start. Last week, he had two catches for nine yards. That stunk. That was bad. But when you look at all his previous games, he's been phenomenal. He has eight catches for 110, nine for 113, seven for 47, eight for 78, and two touchdowns, 10 for 8. 89, 5 for 53, 8 for 93, 6 for 106 in a touchdown, 8 for 95 in a touchdown. And then, as I mentioned, in a blowout game versus the Bengals last week, he only sees two catches, but he beat the Bengals 34-13. Yeah, I mean, this. what do you expect? So yeah, absolutely start Julian Edelman. If we're being honest, you should sit all other Patriots wide receivers and Patriots tight ends. Um, As far as Nick Folt goes, he's had two good games, two bad games. I lean towards playing him in a regular-sized league, uh, but I don't love him. You certainly may have better options. He's no Harrison Butker. Um, And the Patriots defense, I'd start them. They have seven touchdowns on the season. The Patriots defense has seven touchdowns. Guys, that's crazy. That's more touchdowns than some people in the fantasy championships running back two have. I mean I mean, they've been so productive. They've been so great. And again, gonna have a lot of fun watching this defensive battle. But let's move on to our next game. Uh, we got the Rams versus 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo is the first guy to take a look at the Rams defense has allowed 11 touchdowns in the past 10 games that already is just about a touchdown a game and that's pretty good defense and then you consider they played the Rams one game and Lamar Jackson had five touchdowns so you take that game out in their last six game or excuse me in their last nine games they have allowed 10 touchdowns that is really good defense. I would absolutely consider sitting Jimmy Garoppolo this week, especially because he's been very inconsistent. When you look at his last few weeks, it's been start, sit, start, say. It's been all over the place. And they're a team that's been running heavily, um, leaning on their running game. And I think if they're going to win this game, a lot of it is going to come through the ground. I don't expect him to have a monster day. I think if they're going to win, it's definitely going to be through their defense and their running game. But speaking of the running backs, Raheem Mostart, I think you got to play him as a running back too this week. I really do. I know that makes some people nervous. And last week, somebody was commenting, are you stupid? The 49ers are. They're running back by committee. What's wrong with you? That, that's something that's really a trend that's begun to change. Raheem Mostart, um, the coaches have come out and called Raheem Mostart saying, you know, we love this guy. He's been so productive. Kyle Shanahan said we need to get him the ball more. And sure enough, they have. He's got five touchdowns in the last four games. He's been leading the running backs for touches, um, and he's a guy who's you know consistently getting 15 to 20 touches a game. So yeah, I definitely like Raheem Mostart this week. I would sit Matt Bright and Tevin Coleman. I don't trust those guys when they're playing second fiddle to a Raheem Mostart. As far as the wide receivers go, Emmanuel Sanders, in just two of his last 11 games has he been really fantasy startable. And in eight of those games, he said four catches or less. I would sit Emmanuel Sanders. I would consider playing Debo Samuel if you're in a deep leak, uh, I don't love him in a lot of situations. Here's my concern. He had two great games over 110 yards, and then he stepped down where the next two weeks he had just two catches in each game, but he has scored in those games. So, you know, great for him. And then he had five catches for 76 yards. He just won catch for 21, 29 yards last week. I feel like every week his volume has been shrinking a little bit. Um, he hasn't, you know, topped 100 yards in quite a few weeks. Um, I feel like you're kind of gambling on him getting a touchdown because he's not a safe bet to get more than you know four or five catches four or five catches is okay but it's not great and again as we saw last week he did had just one catch off of three targets so he makes me very nervous but he's not unplayable in the right situation George Kittle George Kittle is a must start he scored 86 fantasy points in the last four games I believe that is best among all tight ends in the NFL I really would be surprised if it wasn't absolutely start George Kittle uh, as far as their kicker Robbie Gold goals, he's got six field goals in the last three games. He's also kicking a lot of extra points in this offense that's scoring a lot of touchdowns. Gold is certainly a must start in my book. Uh, the 49ers defense start these guys. Uh, here's why: oh, the last three weeks they have not been good. They just struggled. The last three weeks have been tough, but they've played Atlanta, the New Orleans Saints, and the Baltimore Le- Ravens, three great offenses, very great offenses. These are three teams that are very offensive minded. Uh, They've got very good quarterbacks. They've got good uh, wide receiving cores. Uh, The Ravens not so much, but man, they make up for it on the running game. I mean, all in all, they've been great. But before that, they scored 44 fantasy points in the previous four games. So before a really tough three-game stretch, the 49ers defense was doing well. Um, I think we could very well see the Rams struggle like they struggled last week versus the Cowboys. Um, now talking about the Rams we got Jared Goff the 49ers defense have allowed quarterbacks to score 10 times in the last three games averaging and he's averaging two touchdowns and over 300 yards in those last three games excuse me that's what the 49ers have allowed in those last three games is allowed quarterbacks to throw two touchdowns every game and at around 300 yards i believe averaging and so uh, it's tough for me. Um, they, You know, have a lot of the 10th fewest, but recently they've played worse. But as I just mentioned, it's been some really good offenses. All in all, I don't trust Jared Goff. I would sit him this week. The guy I do trust is Todd Gurley. He's got 12 touchdowns on the year. And it's funny because he's actually been getting more usage lately and more touchdowns lately. He's actually got four touchdowns in the last three games. So yeah, Todd Gurley's not only been a very effective back, but he's been, been getting better as the year goes on. Excuse me. So absolutely play Todd Gurley. I know a lot of people coming into the season were nervous about his knee, but it's funny, uh, you'd expect him to struggle as the season goes further on. If that were an issue, it's not an issue. And he's been getting better in the last few games as this offense, as the Rams have started to reinvent themselves a bit. Man, that has really helped him in the way that they've been recently running that offense. Cooper Cup is a must-start. He's sixth in fantasy scoring amongst wideouts. Um, And the 49ers have actually allowed wide receivers to score seven touchdowns in the last five games, so there's definitely a lot of room there for him. Uh, Robert Woods is another guy to play. He's got 37 catches in his last five games. He also has 95-plus yards in four of the last five. He feels like a very safe play, especially in PPR leagues. Standard is definitely a different situation, though. I would sit Brandon Cooks, and you got to start Tyler Higbee. I don't know another tight end in the NFL who has got three straight games over 100 yards. And in those games, he's got seven catches, seven catches, and 12 catches. He's getting increased volume in targets in those games. Higbee is definitely a guy to play. you also got to start Greg Zerline. Um, he's questionable, but if he plays, he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Play him if he does, but again, he is questionable. Uh, and then sit the Rams defense this week. Now we got the Bengals versus the Dolphins this week. Let's start off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um it's funny, he scored 20 plus fantasy points in 5 of his last 9 games and he scored 14 plus fantasy points in all 9 of those games. He's been actually a very productive fantasy quarterback over the last 9 weeks. And it scares me to say, but you should consider starting him. Now, I'll say this, you know, if you've got Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, obviously you're going to play those guys. But if you don't have a top six or a top eight fantasy quarterback this week, then I'd begin considering plugging him in based off of your options. I mean, if you're going to put a guy in there like, say, Tom Brady, a guy who doesn't have a huge ceiling, or maybe you're thinking of Carson Wentz, a guy who's completely banged up without weapons and in a tough divisional matchup, then, you know, that's when you definitely begin to look towards a run fitzpatrick and this is against the bengals who give up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing qbs honestly guys straight plain and simple i'm going to sit all running backs any guy that's running the ball for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I would consider playing Devontae Parker. He's been electric, man. This guy's crazy. Two catches last week. Three weeks ago, he had two catches, 159 yards. He's been great, an absolute stud. Feels like every week he's a safe pick to get you five catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, He's just been great. You must start this guy, at least as a wide receiver three, but in my book, he is a high wide receiver two. He really, really is, and it's funny, no matter how much defenses pay attention to him, he just Plays fine. The volume keeps his stats up there, and he's got great chemistry with Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't start any other wide receivers there, though. Uh, You could consider starting tight end Mike Gesicki, though. He's 19th in fantasy points right now amongst tight ends, so that's pretty bad. And he's only got two touchdowns all year. Um, He's going to get you about three or four catches and 50 yards a game. That's sort of been his M.O. as of lately. I don't absolutely love him, but if you're in a 16-team league and you're looking like you're going to win... And maybe you've got Evan Ingram at tight end and you just need to plug a guy in to get you, you know, five to ten more points to just lock in that win. And that's sort of the role to play in because he's a fairly safe play to get you those sort of numbers, but he's not going to really go off for a big day. Um, and so if unless you're, you know, like I said, unless you're looking pretty already, I would consider a guy who's got more upside. I would sit Jason Sanders um I just uh, I don't trust this offense right now. There's a lot to like about him. He did kick a ton of field goals uh, just a couple of games ago, uh, but that is a number I don't think he'll ever hit again. And again, I have some concerns. I definitely think there's some better kickers out there this week, though he is certainly playable. And as always, I would add this preference that in deep leagues I would play him. Uh, the Dolphins tight ends, or excuse me, the Dolphins defense, I would sit them as well. As far as the Bengals, let's talk about them. Dalton, Finley, any quarterback there, just sit them. Uh, This offense as a whole makes me very nervous. The guy to take a look at right now, running back Joe Mixon, he's been really turning it on lately. He's gone over 135 yards back-to-back games on the ground. Of course, that's been due to the fact that he's got like, what, 48 carries in the last two games. Uh, He's also got two touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, this guy is feels like a safe bet. I feel like he's almost guaranteed to get you over 20 touches, and he may get you close to 30 touches. Um, So yeah, for me, he's a running back too this week in a matchup against a defense, giving up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So it's definitely also a very uh, manageable week. Not the easiest game he's played in all year, but a, a fairly easy game. As far as the wide receivers go, the only guy to look at is Tyler Boyd. He's the only guy that would consider starting. He is 24th in fantasy scoring amongst wideouts. And in this matchup versus a defense giving up the third most fantasy points to receivers, I would probably play Tyler Boyd. Um, I would sit Eifert and Randy Bullock, and I would sit the Bengals defense. Now we got the Jets versus the Steelers and Sam Darnold. You gotta sit this guy, the Jets, excuse me, the Steelers, they give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And since the bye, they haven't allowed a single quarterback to even hit 250 passing yards against them, coupled with the fact that it's Sam Darnold, and you already can't trust this guy. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Now the Steelers have allowed just two running backs in the last nine games, just two running backs in the last nine games um, to score touchdowns but they were both receiving touchdowns. So that is an interesting. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown in quite a while. Uh, he's got just two touchdowns in the last eight games for him. I don't love Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I want to tell a lot of people to sit him. I would consider sitting him. I really would. This is a tough matchup and a tough game. But I also know that if I say sit him, a lot of you guys are going to sit him and then say, why did you tell me to sit him? I played, you know... Giovanni Bernard and I lost my fantasy game because of you many of you will have to play him but he is more of a well crap this is not my best running back week he is a low-end running back to low-end flex play sort of a desperate play but again many of you are going to have to play him and I want to preface that that it purely depends on your situation but I, I definitely lean towards sitting him now that we got that sort of uncomfortableness out of the way, the wide receivers to look at, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder struggled for quite a few weeks before bouncing back last week with 11 targets, 6 catches, 90 yards, and 2 touchdowns. However, when you look at the previous weeks, he struggled quite a bit, and for good reason, those games were a lot closer. Sure, of course he saw 11 targets. You lost 42-21 to against the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, you saw a lot of targets, and you almost... <laughs> Excuse me. And he only caught about half of them. Man, so I don't have a lot of faith in him, but it's weird. He's a good game last game, and then he struggles the three games before that. But then the three games before that, he was solid. Eight catches, five catches, five catches, three straight games of the touchdown. So he's like really good, terrible, good. I don't know what to make of this guy. There's certainly a lot of concern. He is playable this week as a wide receiver three, though. Um, A wide receiver three, I'd call with high upside. He could very well have a huge day, and he could have a monster day and be a high wide receiver two, low wide receiver one. He could also kind of bust and go out and get you like what he did a couple weeks ago against the Bengals when he had just two catches for eight yards. Uh, Robbie Anderson, similar situation. I like Robbie Anderson a little bit more, though. Um, because it wasn't just last week. Last week, he had six targets, four catches, 66 yards and a two point conversion. Whereas the previous weeks, he had actually seen more volume. The reason for this is last game versus Baltimore, he played against Marcus Peters, who is a phenomenal cornerback. But the games before he had seven catches, 117 yards and a touchdown, seven catches, 101 yards, four catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, uh, he looked very good before that. I would play Robbie Anderson as a low end wide receiver too this week. I'm going to sit all tight ends uh, for the Jets. I'm going to sit their kicker Sam Ficken and the Jets defense this week. Uh, Now that we're on the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Devlin Hodges playing quarterback, uh, I I wouldn't play him. He hasn't scored more than one touchdown pass all year. In a single game, he hasn't thrown more than one. That is a major red flag, and I don't think that's going to change this week, Uh, so I would definitely sit Devlin Hodges. Uh, James Conner, I would consider playing him this week. Last week he had 8 carries for 42 yards on 5.3 yards per carry. He also caught 4 of his 5 targets. That goes very well for him. And he's got 6 touchdowns in his last 6 games. He's heading into this game healthy, and they're going to lean on him, of course. I believe they're, of course, playing for a playoff spot. And he is, now that he's been back, reminded us that when he's healthy, he is the guy. So, yeah, James Conner, I'd probably play him this week as a, a mid-to-low-end running back, too. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster he's questionable he hasn't played in four games but he was fully part a full participant in last week's practice and it looks like he was back at least partially participating in practice at some point this week we don't know the full details of it yet that's what the Friday injury update video is for which I will for sure be doing this week guys I promise I will be doing the injury update video Um, so make sure to look out for that on Friday Uh, but like I said Um, We don't know right now whether or not he's going to be playing, but I expect that he will. James Washington's been great lately. Um, When you look at it, he had 98 yards and a touchdown, 111 yards and a touchdown, 33 and 83 yards. He's been very good over the last, you know, five, six games. Um, I would play James Washington this week as a wide receiver, too. I would sit Vance McDonald and consider starting kicker Chris Boswell. And then finally, the Steelers defense. I'd start them in nine of their last 11 games. Uh, They have scored quite a few points. Um, they've scored I believe over 10 points in all of those games Um, and they go against a team giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing defenses but that's the Steelers versus Jets let's move on to our next game guys guys let's uh, start this game off nice and simple by talking about the Giants quarterback situation which is sit Daniel Jones Eli Manning Um, and I don't really care who plays this game I don't trust either of them and I'm not putting my championship on the line for either of them so yeah I would sit them for sure um Barkley, he's definitely a guy you got to play. This offense has struggled severely and really held him back. But from what we saw last week, uh, he's really starting to break through. Uh, He's kind of been Todd Gurley, so to speak. We all remember Todd Gurley's sophomore year where a bad offense held him back. Uh, But like I said, maybe last week is a real turning point for Barkley where he's saying, hey, I'm going to push through uh, the pad offensive struggles. He had 29 touches for 143 yards and two touchdowns off a fair 4.3 yards per carry and this is a good matchup against the Redskins who actually give up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs so I would absolutely uh, consider starting Barkley no I really think you need to start Barkley I have a hard time imagining that you've got two running backs to play over him so I'm going to say definitely start Barkley I guess I will force a habit there but As far as the wide receivers go, we got Darius Slayton. Slayton leads the team with eight touchdowns on the year, but a lot of those came in the absence of Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. And and now that they're back, his role has been drastically reduced to just the deep route runner, just kind of the fly route guy. I would sit him this week, uh, at least until we see that he is more than that when these guys are playing. Uh, Golden Tate... (sighs) It's tough. You know, he got a touchdown last week. And in fact, he's got what is that one, two, three, four touchdowns in the last four games. But he's also got four catches, three catches, one and one. So it's like really hard to bet. Like last week, his one catch for 51 yards and the touchdown was great. But can you really bet on a guy to have a 51-yard touchdown every game? No, you can't. And the week before, his one touchdown equated to 11 yards, and that was it. It was just 2.1 fantasy points. Uh, So all in all, you can see why I'm probably going to lean towards sitting him this week against the Redskins. The guy I would consider starting is Sterling Shepard. Going into this year, we felt like he was the number one guy. Concussions and injuries really held him back. Even when he played, he wasn't 100%. Sure enough, last week, he led the the team with 11 targets, 9 catches. Um... And he played well. So all in all, I think he's starting to kind of come back into that role. Sterling Shepard is, honestly, I believe the number one wide receiver as of right now. Um, Again, he's really stunk this year. He hasn't been too great. But that's been due to injury. So there are some concerns there. Uh, But again, probably wide receiver three marker for him. That's probably where I'd, I'd put him. Uh, Evan Ingram is on the IR, so sit all tight ends. I would sit Aldrick Rosas and the Giants defense. Um, With just five touchdowns in eight games, Dwayne Haskins, you got to sit him. Darius Geis is on the IR, so I might consider playing Adrian Peterson this week. As always, I lean more towards playing Peterson in a Standard League. But he's got 13, 20, and 16 carries. He's got three straight games with a touchdown. That's what his last few games have looked like. He's, he's been fair. He hasn't been great, but he's a guy who's you know, going to get you maybe up to 15. You know, If he scores a touchdown, yeah, he could probably get you around 15 fantasy points, so he's not a bad play. Uh, Terry McLaurin, the way he's been playing lately, you have to play him. Uh, the Giants give up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and he's got back-to-back games with a touchdown. And in those games, he's got 187 receiving yards and nine catches. Uh, I'd sit all Redskins tight ends. And Dustin Hopkins, I would consider playing him in this game. I can see them kicking a lot of field goals. In fact, he's already been kicking a lot of field goals. Not a great kicker, but he's kicked 10 field goals in the last four games. And, and then I consider playing the Redskins defense. Um, the last game versus the Giants, they forced four turnovers and uh, the Giants do have the fourth most fancy points to opposing defenses. So I would consider that this week as a streamable play if you're looking for one to replace a defense that you've been using but don't like this week. Uh, we got the Panthers versus the Colts. I'm going to sit all Panthers quarterbacks. Here's what we know right now. Coach Perry Fuel uh, said that he'll make the decision, um, I believe, when, uh, Thursday, I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, he talked about, you know, still having to decide who is going to be the quarterback. But after throwing three picks and three drives, I don't care if Kyle Allen comes back as the starter, you're not going to trust this guy, and you're not going to trust his replacement. Uh, you're not really going to trust anybody in this situation. I don't care if it's Cam Newton. I don't care if it's uh, Kyle Allen. I don't care if it's some guy from the grocery store. I mean, at this point, uh, I'm just going to all in all say sit. The guy, of course, you got to play Christian McCaffrey. 87 rushing yards and 88 receiving yards last week in two touchdowns. That was 37 fantasy points. 37 fantasy points and almost nobody cared because he does it every week. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's another week for McCaffrey's, whatever." You just, you know, okay, great, another 37 fantasy points. That's awesome. But like, just oh, it's so funny. He's been phenomenal. Um, again, it's just crazy how great he is, and people just we're so casual about this point. We've got short memories, and we just get so spoiled. Um, but. DJ Moore, you also got to consider playing him. He's been phenomenal. 101 yards, 121 yards, or excuse me, 120 yards, 95, 126, 75, 81, and 113. That has been his last seven games. He's been a phenomenal wide receiver in quietly working himself into wide receiver one or you know top 12 wide receiver fantasy potential, especially going into next year. Curtis Samuel's got four touchdowns in the last seven games. He's a borderline play this week. Uh, I'm going to call him more of a, very I would call more of a high upside wide receiver force I lean towards not playing him, um, but if you are looking to desperately fill in in a standard league that is a possible option uh, Greg olson hasn't scored since week three start him in deep leagues but nothing more. I would sit kicker Joey Sly in the Panthers defense in six of the last eight games they have scored three or less fantasy points um, Quite obviously, I'm just going to spell it out for you. That means sit the Panthers' defense this week. On the other side, we've got Jacoby Brissett. I would sit him. The Panthers give up the 11th fewest fantasy points to opposing QBs. And of course, you're going to start Marlon Mack. In fact, the Panthers surprisingly give up more fantasy points to opposing running backs than any other team in the NFL. So yeah, that's a great matchup. We get T.Y. Hilton. He struggled last week in his first game back, but he did see nine targets, and I expect him to be healthier this week. He's also got five touchdowns in his first five games before really being derailed by injuries. Plus, the Panthers have allowed four touchdowns to wide receivers in the last two games, so all in all, yes, I would play T.Y. Hilton this week. Don't be too worried about his poor performance last week. Zach Pascal, 15 catches, 217 yards um, in the last three games. And again, the Panthers have given up four touchdowns in the last two games. All in all, though, I would still consider Zach Pascal a wide receiver four. I'm going to lean towards not playing him. He's got huge upside, but there's so much risk involved. And and again, looking with T.Y. Hilton back this week, all in all, I'm going to say probably don't play him. Jack Doyle, if you take out week 13, he's a guy who's only going to get you three or four catches and 30 to 40 yards. So sit him unless you're desperate and in a deep league with no good options, especially in a matchup against a team giving up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Finally, I would sit uh, Colts kicker Adam Vinatieri's on the hour. I would sit his replacement and I would sit the Colts defense. We got the Ravens versus the Browns. Guys, I love the Ravens right now because my job as a fantasy dude is so simple. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, Justin Tucker, and the Ravens defense start them all. Boom, we just saved some time. (laughs) Of course, they've all been phenomenal. 34 sacks, 22 turnovers, and five touchdowns on the season for the Ravens. Defense ain't too bad to go along with a record-breaking quarterback who has 40 combined touchdowns and a uh, record for rushing yards by a quarterback. Mark Ingram's been great. Um, Mark Andrews has been great. He's got five touchdowns in the last six games. This whole offense has been great. I love it. Uh, The one question, Mark, um, I would still say to start him, Marquez Brown. Um, some of you are going to be, like I mentioned earlier, you may have been in a situation like me where I've got um, Kenny Galladay, I've got Terry McLaurin, I've got Cooper Cup, I've got Julian Edelman. I'm a league where I've got all those guys, and I would sit him this week. I would sit Marquez Brown, but his seven touchdowns on 43 catches is top five in the NFL for touchdowns per catch amongst wide receivers. So he's getting a very high scoring rate, and that's simply due to this unbelievably effective offense. Um, flipping sides now to the Browns, Baker Mayfield. He's thrown just three touchdowns and four interceptions in the last three games. This Ravens defense is looking very tough lately. Definitely sit him in this game. Nick Chubb, of course, is a must start, even in a tough matchup. Uh, he's gone over 100 yards rushing in seven of 14 games. So he's pretty much a 50-50 bet to get you 100 yards on the ground alone. Uh, Again, tough matchup, but play him anyways. I would consider flexing Kareem Hunt this week in a PPR league. In my PPR league, he has scored 14, 11, 14, 17, 14, and 16 fantasy points. Again, a lot of those are really due to his, his ability to work in the passing game and getting those points for catches. But this could be a very good game for him when you consider that I think the uh, the Baltimore Ravens are going to put up points. They're going to score. I mean, it's going to be probably another awesome day for Lamar, who's probably going to have like another five touchdowns or whatever. Um, and if that happens to be the case, which I expect it will be, they're going to be playing from behind. That should see some increased usage for Kareem Hunt, who has been effective recently. They're kind of the 2019 version of when Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were on the same offense. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, Odell Beckham. Not huge. He scored just two touchdowns all year, and he's only scored one touchdown since week three. He's good to get you about four or five catches and 60 to 70 yards. So he's a low-end play in PPRs. Other than that, I would tend to avoid him. Jarvis Landry is a must-start, though. Yeah, he struggled last week, five catches for just 23 yards versus Arizona. That was a really weird week for him. But other than that, he's really been great. Uh, 51 yards in a touchdown, 97 yards in a touchdown, 43 yards in a touchdown, 10 catches, 148 yards and two touchdowns, six catches, 76 yards, and four catches, 76 yards. So, yeah, over, you know, his last, what, six or seven games, he's been great. He has one off game. I understand that. But other than that, he's been fine. I would sit all Browns tight ends and sit Austin Seabird. I really don't think the Browns can afford to win this game off field goals. So I don't see them attempting too many field goals in this game. And I would sit the Browns defense. Now we got the Falcons versus the Jaguars. And let's start off with Matt Ryan, who's a quarterback you should probably start this week nine times he's gone over 300 yards passing and he's got a good matchup against the jaguars defense that has looked increasingly poor over the last few weeks also like devonta freeman uh, the jaguars give it the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs and in fact uh, they have allowed 141 fantasy points in just the last four games to opposing running backs that means that's an average of 35 a game now granted some of those points come from running back twos who happen to carry here or there. But Devonta Freeman is the guy, I meaning he'll get, uh, you know, probably at least 60 to 75% of those fantasy points. And 60 to 75% of 35 fantasy points, all in all, seems like a good day for me. So I would play Devonta Freeman this week. And of course, eh, must start Julio Jones. Uh, it's crazy. He had 20 targets last week. I mean, talk about volume. It's really hard to argue with those numbers and with his quarterback. Calvin Ridley is on the IR, um, so I would play him. I would sit Russell Gage as his replacement this week. I just don't think he's going to do enough. I I would tend to look elsewhere for some better options. Austin Hooper is a must-start. He is sixth in fantasy scoring among tight ends. Sixth. And he missed like three games. That's crazy to me. Uh, That just shows you how effective he has been. Quietly one of, if not the best fantasy tight end uh, in football right now. I would start Young Wei He's been kicking really well. He scored 11-plus fantasy points in three of his last six games. Uh, so he's had some pretty solid starts recently. I would definitely play him. And in the Falcons' defense, I'd start them. Uh, they've actually forced 12 turnovers in the last five games. And the way this Jaguars offense is looking, you know, they could very well probably be missing DJ Chark with some really inconsistent quarterback play. You know, another day with three or four turnovers, it doesn't seem unreasonable for that defense. So I would play the Falcons. Uh, flipping sides note to the Jaguars we got Gardner Minshew and five of the last six games um, uh, quarterbacks versus Atlanta have thrown one touchdown pass or less that Atlanta defense has really began to work some kinks out and is currently I mean at the beginning there they were like in my if you would have asked me you know five weeks into the year I would have said they're the worst defense in the NFL now they're certainly not the worst and they made a lot of improvements far from a great defense but again Five of the last six games, they have allowed opposing quarterbacks to throw just one or zero touchdown passes. So yeah, I'm going to stick Gardner Minshew. You got to start Leonard Fournette. This guy's got 26 catches over the past four games. That is second among all running backs in the NFL. So even in the game where uh, the Falcons could possibly blow them out, Fournette keeps himself in there as a big part of the offense, getting some fantasy points and with that solid PPR boost. Uh, DJ Chark is questionable as I said before I'm probably gonna say or I probably assume that he's out I I think he's not going to be playing this week but of course monitored if DJ Chark plays you do want to start him I just don't expect him to if he's out DD Westbrook is a guy to look at there's a good matchup against the Falcons um, a team that scores points but certainly this year as a whole has struggled on defense and um, when you look at it his 29 catches on 40 targets since week seven is fifth among wide receivers in catch percentage of a, with a catch percentage of I believe 72 and percent that is um, so he's been pretty darn effective um, last game had his best game two catches for 14 yards but he had a few solid games before that and uh, again, if Chark is out, he's a safe bet to get you, you know, four to eight catches in that range, and that's pretty nice. Uh, I would probably sit Chris Conley and all Jaguars tight ends. Uh, I'd also sit <sighs> Josh Lambeau for me, guys. I'm going to call him a low end start. You can start him, but I don't love him. I love him. He's a good kicker, but I don't love him with this offense at the moment, and that's my concern. And finally, I would sit the Jaguars defense this week we got the Saints versus the Titans. Uh, Drew Brees, he's a must start. Congratulations on the touchdown record to Drew Brees. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And his 650 uh, yards and nine touchdowns over just the last two games have been absolutely insane. Drew Brees, he's a must play this week for sure. In fact, he has a pass rating of 128.3 over his past four games. Man, he's been so effective. Alvin Kamara, now the Titans have allowed eight touchdowns to opposing running backs in the last six games. So if there were ever a game for Alvin Kamara to get back on track, this would probably be it. He's averaging almost seven catches a game over the last seven games Alvin Kamara is. So for me in PPRs, he is a must start still. Again, it's a good matchup and he gets, again, I have to remind people this, you get six points for a touchdown. So every six catches is a touchdown. Um, that's essentially what you're getting, and you have to evaluate the stats in that way. I would play Alvin Kamara for sure, unless you're one of those few people. I played somebody last week in fantasy who had both Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Other, Unless you're that guy, play Alvin Kamara. Uh, Michael Thomas is also a must start. He's gone over 100 yards nine times this year. He's absolutely phenomenal. Could very well break Marvin Harrison's reception record. Kind of hope he does. That would be certainly fun to see. Absolutely play him. Uh, We got Jared Cook as well. Excuse me, I'm very short of breath right now. I also got a sore throat. I've got some hot chocolate over here, but... <clears throat> Anyways, we got Jared Cook against a team along the 8th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. And he doesn't get a lot of catches, but the catches he does make, he makes the most of them. And he's seen more targets in production since Drew Brees has returned, so both of those bode well for him. His 11 receptions, so 11 times this year he has had receptions of 20 yards or more. And that's over just the past eight games. That is second among all tight ends. He is of tight ends. He is one of those big playmakers who stretches the field. He's fun to watch. He's a big part of that offense. And he is certainly a guy to start this week. Will Lutz is also a must start. He's kicked 31 field goals this year. And he has been absolutely phenomenal. One of those few guys that I would trust to play in my lineup almost every week. The kicker position, which seems really ugly and messy this year. Finally, the Saints, I'd start their defense as well versus the Titans this week. Um, we got the Titans now, Ryan Tannehill. I would consider playing him. The Saints give up the 14th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, and he scored 21 fantasy points in seven of his last eight games. We also have to start Derrick Henry and even A.J. Brown. It's crazy. A.J. Brown, in three of his last four games, has scored a touchdown and gone over hundred and fifty. Ten yards. Uh, he's been phenomenal. You got to play him. Delaney Walker's on the IR, leaving Johnu Smith a possible start. Over the last couple, of, over the last two games, excuse me, he has scored 11.9 and 17.7 fantasy points uh, because he's gotten eight catches in those games and uh, just about 90 yards and a touchdown. Finally, I would sit Ryan up and the Titans defense. Um, The Titans defense is a good defense, but the Saints allow the third fewest fantasy points to opposing defenses. So I don't imagine that's a day where they're going to force a lot of turnovers or put up too many points. Uh, we got the Chargers versus the Raiders now, starting off the Chargers, sit Philip Rivers. What I do want to talk about is the running backs, though. Um, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are quite honestly both running backs you should play this week. I feel weird saying that, but you should. It's a good matchup against the Raiders. They give up the 12th most fantasy points to opposing backs. And they've given up four touchdowns to running backs in the last three games. So all in all, that's a good day. Melvin Gordon should be started because he has scored 12 plus fantasy points in eight straight games. And Austin Eckler should be started because he is third in fantasy scoring among running backs in PPR leagues. Guys, in PPR leagues, he is the third highest running back in scoring. That's crazy. And of course he's doing these averaging 63.7 receiving yards a game. So I would play both of them. It's one of those weird offenses where they somehow managed to both get the job done and put up their points. You also got to play Keenan Allen. He caught 20 of his last 22 targets. That's a 90% catch rate. He's a must play. Uh, Mike Williams has been great the last three games. Really turned it on. It's a good matchup. He's got 117 yards three games to go and then back-to-back games with a touchdown after that. I would play him as well. And Hunter Henry, he had an off week last week versus the Vikings. uh, But really the entire offense struck, uh, really sucked against that Vikings defense. And I believe they had, what was it, seven turnovers by the Chargers. So of course he really struggled in that game. Don't overthink it. I would probably play Hunter Henry this week. Uh, Michael Badgley, for me, he's a low-end start. He's had some very good games and some very bad. It's all about whether or not you're willing to risk it. Uh, You could find some safer options. But probably not going to find an option with more upside than him. Uh, The Chargers defense, they're averaging less than three points a game over the last four games, so I would sit them. Uh, Now we get to talk about the Raiders. Derek Carr, sit him. You should also sit Josh Jacobs, considering he is out this week. Um, Of course, that's a big blow to a lot of people. Hopefully, you've got DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington had 14 carries for 53 yards, plus six catches for 43 yards, and a touchdown in the last game that Josh Jacobs was out. Uh, He also has 18 catches for 20, 20, uh, excuse me, 18 catches on 20 targets. That's 90% catch rate uh, since week eight. That is the best among all qualifying running backs since week eight. So he's been very productive both running and pass or both in the running and passing game. Uh, DeAndre Washington is the number two guy in that offense. So he will be getting the carries this game. Tyrell William, Hunter Renfro. I'd say both of them. Hunter Renfro is questionable and may return, but with that broken rib or fractured rib issue that he has, even if he does come back, I don't trust him 100%. I don't trust him against this tough defense, and he's questionable, so he probably won't even play anyways. Uh, Same thing sort of goes for Tyrell Williams. He's not injured, but it is a tough matchup, and the Chargers defense has allowed uh, 12.7 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receiving units since week eight so since week eight opposing receiving corpses the entire team all the wideouts have combined for an average of 12.7 the league average is 21.9 so essentially 22. they're a very good pass defense Darren Waller's a must start. The last three games for him have been great. Seven catches, 100 yards, six catches, 72 yards, and then eight catches, 122 yards. That's some crazy high volume, crazy high production. I'd sit Daniel Carlson and the Raiders defense. Uh, They've scored a total of just three fantasy points over the last four games. Now we got the Broncos versus the Lions, and you know what, guys, let's talk about Drew Locke because I want to say a little bit, I told you so. Not a lot of people projected this, a lot of people were right with me. I was far from the only one, but sure enough, I went in that game after two good games from Locke and said I don't trust him in his third game was pretty bad. He held to just three points versus the Chiefs. Um, it took him 40 passing attempts to, k- to put together just eight fantasy points. You can see why I don't trust Drew Locke. I know pretty much everybody agreed with me, but sure enough, we were all pretty much right in that, and I would tend to stay by that philosophy this week. Don't play him. As far as the running backs go, Royce Freeman, he's getting less touches than Lindsey. He's averaging just three and a half yards from scrimmage since week 12. That is the third lowest among the 45 qualifying running backs in that stat. So sit Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay though, is not much better. He has picked up first downs on just 11% of his carries. That is also third lowest among qualifying running backs. He also has just two touchdowns in the last eight games. And the one thing that he's known for being good at, catching the ball, he did zero times last game in a game where they were blown out and held to just three points. They threw the ball and threw the ball and threw the ball 40 times, and Philip Lindsay couldn't catch a single one. I would sit both running backs in this game. I'd consider starting Cortland Sutton, though, um, against the Lions. They allow the second most fancy points to wide receivers, and he's been actually pretty good this year. Uh, Noah Fant is questionable with a shoulder. He was limited participant in Wednesday's practice. All in all, I would avoid Noah Fant this week. I'd also sit Brandon McManus, and honestly, I would sit the Broncos' defense this week. Um, or excuse me. Uh, That was a Lions defense. Reading my notes wrong here. I I would consider starting the Broncos defense. And here's what I was finding. I looked into it. They're averaging eight fantasy points a game over the last five games. That makes them a fair start with huge upside. In a game with... Uh, You know, a third string quarterback, David Blau playing, they might have Bo Scarborough out, they've got Marvin Jones out, TJ Hawkinson out. They are so banged up on that offense, they could absolutely eat alive uh, David Blau at quarterback. So yeah, I would play the Broncos this week. My apology for the the mishap, the misreading of my notes here. Uh, Matthew Stafford is finally on the IR, so we know for a fact he won't be playing. Um, definitely sit Blau. You guys knew that, though. Um, and we've got Bo Scarborough now. Um, with He's starting with a rib injury, and he was limited in Wednesday's practice. All in all, sit him. Just sit any running backs. His replacement, Wes Hill. He scored two touchdowns last game. Great. His 10 carries, saw just 21 yards. Uh, just sit all of them. Marvin Jones is on the IR. TJ Hawkinson is on the IR. I'd sit Matt Prater. I'd sit the Lions defense. Um, and the only guy that I would play is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is ninth in wide receiver scoring in PPR leagues, um, and he has 14 receptions for over 20 yards in the past eight games. So he's a big playmaker. He's played really well, even without Matthew Stafford. Uh, Kenny Galladay is the only Lions player I'd consider starting this week because other than that, it's a bit of a dumpster fire right now when you throw in the crazy amount of injuries that they have sustained these last few weeks. Uh, we got Seahawks Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Um The Seahawks have uh, eight interceptions in the last four games. Their defense has played a lot better. In fact, they have not allowed a quarterback to throw 300 yards or more or two touchdowns or more, excuse me, or more than two touchdowns since their bye week. They played a lot better since then. I would sit Kyler Murray this week. Um, Kenyon Drake, I'd sit him as well. When you come in his first game versus San Francisco, he scored 30 fantasy points. Last game, he scored four touchdowns. Four touchdowns and 41 fantasy points. He was great. But in all those games in between there, he struggled. He scored less than 10 fantasy points in a lot of those games. He was very, very bad, and he wasn't great. Uh, he was getting volume in those games. In like one game, he had 13 carries, not just touches. He had some in the passing game. He had 13 carries. He really only managed it for 31 yards and 7 fantasy points. Uh, so I don't trust Kenyon Drake. I would sit him. Uh, David Johnson, sit him. Uh, he hasn't hit 21. He not Excuse me, he hasn't hit 20 rushing yards since all the way back in week six, so it seems like a pretty safe situation to just sit uh, that whole situation there. Uh, Christian Kirk is questionable and unlikely to play. He did not participate in practice Wednesday. Even if he has a limited participant on Thursday, it's very unlikely he'll be playing this week. If he is out, this makes Larry Fitzgerald a solid wide receiver three play, purely based off of volume in this matchup. I'd sit all Cardinals tight ends. I'd sit Zane Gonzalez in the Cardinals defense. Of course, you're going to start Russell Wilson. Cardinals give up more fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks than any defense in the NFL, and it's Russell freaking Wilson. This guy, oh man, I love this guy. He's been so phenomenal. Uh, throughout pretty much every year in the NFL it's just fun to watch him play and he makes do and of course I like his two wide receivers but we'll talk about that more in a second Uh, with Rashad Penny on the IR Chris Carson is a must start three touchdowns or three rushing touchdowns in the last three games and twice he's gone over 100 yards of course with 24 carries last game you can imagine why you also have to like that volume and this is another good matchup too the Cardinals also give up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing running backs um, Tyler Lockett's a guy to consider playing. He carries a lot of risk, as he did have on uh, his last four games. He's had some real bad games, but he did bounce back last game where he had eight catches for 121, excuse me, 120 yards and a touchdown. So I would probably play Tyler Lockett this week. Just understand you're accepting a little bit of risk. In case you didn't hear, Josh Gordon has gone bye-bye. He is indefinitely suspended from the NFL for uh, illegal drug use, performance-enhancing drugs, I believe it is. Um, and of course, that's going to really help DK Metcalf be the guy. He's a guy who's a safe bet to get you probably four, five, or six catches in a game. And uh, anywhere between 30 and 70 yards, he, he's a little bit inconsistent, but he's not terribly inconsistent, and I like him in this game. Jacob Hollister is a, nothing more than a deep league start at tight end. Uh, he's good to get you about you know four to five catches and 20 to 30 yards, nothing phenomenal. But in a deep league, if you're desperate, uh, he is okay. I just definitely lean away from it. I'm saying that a lot this week, uh, and that's my way to stop because I get a lot of complaints when I'll say, don't start this guy. And then they'll say, here are my options. Isn't he my best choice? And I'll go, well, yeah, actually, he is your best choice. And they'll go, so why'd you say sit him? And I'm like, well, because I don't know who your options are. So um, part of me is just trying to be a little diplomatic here and watch my words carefully. But uh, moving on, Jason Myers, I would start him, and the Seattle Seahawks defense, I'd start them. This is a great matchup, and they've averaged almost 12 fantasy points a game over the last five games, so this could very well be an all-around solid day for the Seahawks. Should be fun to watch. Um, you know, even these teams like the Seahawks, were expecting them to win, they're expecting them to make playoffs. There's really no concerns, and a lot of people just sit back and say, oh, we'll wait and see what happens till the first playoff game. I like to watch them now and really start to see what I think of them now and begin making and formulating some predictions. In fact, I'd love to start hearing from you guys as to what you think is going to happen during this year's NFL playoffs and who's going to win the Super Bowl. I always have a lot of fun messing around running some different scenarios, but let's move on to our next game. Now we got the Cowboys versus the Eagles, and Dak Prescott, for me, he's a must start. He's fourth in fantasy quarterback scoring, and it's a great matchup against a bad pass defense. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's another guy to start. Uh, back-to-back games with two touchdowns. They've really reformulated this offense around ground and pound and Ezekiel Elliott once again being the guy. Good for him. He's a must start. So is Amari Cooper, like I said, for Dak Prescott. Great matchup, good wide receiver, and great chemistry with his quarterback. It's all around nothing to complain about there. Jason Witten is a fair play. He does have two touchdowns and a two-point conversion in the last three games. And he's good to get you like five or six catches. So, you know, in a PPR league, you know, if he can get you five catches, 35 Five yards and a touchdown. That's a pretty darn good day. So yeah, I like Jason Witten. They're also playing Kai Forbath as their kicker now, as they dropped Brett May. Dropped Brett Maher, uh, really four weeks ago now, but he scored 18 fantasy points last week, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again this week. But he is a bit of a risky pick as he scored just three fantasy points in the previous two games. I'm going to advise you to I would consider playing him. I really would, um, but. Take that with, you know, just a little bit of understanding that there is some risk involved. However, most of your guys' kickers are probably only going to get you five points anyway, so you might as well gamble for the 18, I guess, you know? Finally, uh, the Cowboys' defense. They're worth a shot versus a banged-up uh, Eagles offense and with all their weapons missing. Uh, you could definitely stream them this week. It's something to consider if you don't have one of those top six defenses. Uh, Carson Wentz, I would sit him. The Cowboys have allowed nine touchdowns to quarterbacks in the last three games. Yes, but I just don't trust this guy. Are you gonna put your fantasy championship uh, in the hands of a guy who doesn't have his top two or three wide receivers? No way. I, I just don't believe that you should do that. I think that'd be too risky. Jordan Howard is questionable. Has not played since Week Nine. Still struggling with that shoulder. Uh, Coach Doug, um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Coach Doug Marrone uh, was. Talking about how it's kind of status quo essentially um, in some interviews, he was kind of alluding to the fact that it's not any better than it was before. So I wouldn't expect him to play this week. Uh, Miles Sanders is a guy to look at. Last game, his 37 fantasy points makes him very tempting, um, and his usage has been high. He's averaging 5.8 yards uh, f- per touch for uh, scrimmage yards per touch. It's a sort of an obscure stat, but. Anyways, that is third among the 34 qualifying running backs um, of this season. This season as a whole, so he's been a very effective guy as far as when he gets the ball, he moves the ball down the field. And last week's 19 carries alone, let alone what he did in the passing game, shows his volume. A lot of people were concerned about how well Boston Scott played. That's not a major concern for me. Boston Scott's more of a guy in the passing game, doesn't do as much in the running game. And again, Sanders has just been so effective. I'd consider playing him as a mid-running back, too, this week. Boston Scott, if you're desperate, you could gamble on him in a PPR. He does have 13 catches in the last two weeks, um, and he's gone over 100 receiving yards in the last two weeks. So he's been very good, uh, but, you know, he's only—last week, he only got you, like, six carries, right? And there's just a lot of concern with not enough volume there as a whole. He's got one touchdown, I uh, believe—one touchdown in the last couple of games. I believe he's got two on the year— All in all, I don't trust Boston Scott, don't play him, and I don't think he does enough to hurt Miles Sanders. However, uh, he does make you a little nervous, he makes me a little nervous, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if you chose not to play Miles Sanders this week. Just make sure that you do have a stud to replace him. Um, Zach Ertz, Dallas Godert are both guys to start. Dallas Godert and Zach Ertz are safe bets to get you you know, eight to 10 targets and six or seven catches. It's hard to argue with that. And with all the wide receivers out on their team, um, it's really not that big of a stretch. Speaking of the wide receivers, the guy to consider this week is um, Greg Ward. Last week he had nine targets, seven catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. The week before he saw nine targets, four catches and 34 yards. And, and then four weeks ago he had six catches for four yards. So he can be played as a wide receiver three. This could very well be a blowout game in favor of Dallas no offense to eagles fans uh, i just think that it's pretty banged up offense right now there's a lot of concerns um, and if that happens they'll be throwing the ball a lot. that could mean a lot of garbage time stats for greg ward finally um, a borderline start sit is jake elliott just depending on whether or not you've got some stud options great kicker struggling offense and i would sit the eagles defense this week now we got the bears versus the chiefs and mitchell trubisky you got to sit him this week uh, the chiefs defense has steadily improved throughout this year. And in fact, the last four quarterbacks to face the Chiefs have combined for just three touchdowns. Uh, I don't trust Trubisky this week, and I don't think you should either. Now we got David Montgomery. I'd consider David Montgomery this week. He hasn't been phenomenal. I completely understand that. But as a uh, mid to low end RB2, or a fair flex play, it seems fine to me. I mean, it's hard to argue with a guy who's getting 15 to 20 touches in a matchup against the Chiefs defense that have struggled against the run. I told you they've definitely been improving recently. A lot of that has been that they've been a much better pass defense than run defense. They give up the second most fantasy points to opposing backs. Uh, The Chiefs defense has allowed 5.8 yards from scrimmage per touch to opposing running backs. Uh, That is second in the NFL. Uh, Alan Robinson, uh, I would play. In fact, you know what? I play Alan Robinson and Anthony Miller. You look at the last four games for Robinson, it has been 30, 22, 21.8, and 25.5 fantasy points. He has been a stud and he is a must start. Anthony Miller has been very similar, a little bit inconsistent, but look at his last four games. He's really stepped it up 12.4, 13.7, 29, 13.2, and 28.8. I mean, last week's. 15 targets and nine catches for over 100 yards and the touchdown was phenomenal. I would definitely consider playing Anthony Miller this week. There is some risk involved, but I do like him and I expect this to be a game where going late into the third, late into the fourth quarter, the Bears will still be throwing the ball quite a bit. I would sit all Bears tight ends and Eddie Pinero. Um, he's a safe play. But he's not great. He's a safe play to get you a slightly below average amount of points. That's pretty much what you're getting with him. Because the last four games, he has scored six, six, seven, and seven fantasy points. Uh, So pretty much complete mediocrity minus a little, right? Just slightly below average. I would sit him for another kicker this week. And I would sit the Bears defense. We get the Chiefs now. Pat Mahomes, he's a must start. He is seventh in fantasy quarterback scoring despite missing three games. If you give him those three games, if he plays in those games, he is on pace that if he played in those games, uh, I believe he'd be fourth or fifth in fantasy scoring. So yeah, you can see how productive he has been. And that's funny because that's even with the backfield struggling um, and again, the injury, but also Tyreek Hill being hurt, Sammy Watkins missing some time. He's just a phenomenal quarterback. All the hype is on Lamar Jackson right now and Lamar Jackson deserves the hype. Uh, But let's not forget about how honestly just how great Pat Mahomes is. He is fun to watch. I would sit all Chiefs running backs. It's a mess right now. It is absolutely horrendous. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Tyreek Hill is a must start. And for me, Sammy Watkins is a wide receiver four. Uh, He hasn't scored since game one. Week one in the NFL hasn't scored since then. Um, But it's tough. You know, you'd think you'd do a lot better than that with Pat Mahomes, but he hasn't. And it's been long enough that we can safely assume this is just sort of where he's at. Uh, You have to start Travis Kelsey and Harrison Butker. Both Kelsey—I mean, Kelsey's a great tight end. You guys know that. And Harrison Butker is also a great kicker. Uh, He's been my kicker all year in multiple fantasy leagues, and it has been just a pleasure to not worry about my kicker every week. Um, And finally, the Chiefs defense. I'd play them versus the Bears this week. They've scored 52 fantasy points in the last four games. They've had nine turnovers and nine sacks. I would love, I kind of like them in this game. I would not at all be surprised and I'd kind of love to watch them just tear apart this Bears offense. And of course, the Chiefs defense is pretty good, but where do they get their advantage? In their offense. If they're able to get up early and force the Bears to be one-dimensional, that is going to help them a lot. Um, But that's my wrap-up for this game. Let's go to our final game of the week, guys, and then I can finally quit talking because my throat seriously hurts. Now we got the vikings versus the packers and we'll start off with the vikings and kirk cousins he's had some real slow production recently but they have won the last two games by 42 fantasy points, or excuse me, by 42 points. I always just throw the word fantasy in there, but um, again, they've won big lately, so of course his production is slow. That's really no surprise to see Kirk Cousins not having big days. Furthermore, the Packers allow the fifth-fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but I think that number is very skewed. The last quarterbacks that they've been played have really been bad quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, um, Mitchell Trubisky. It's just one of those situations where... You know, they haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks, and this is going to be the best offense that they've played in quite a while. So it's going to be quite a test for the Packers. I would consider playing uh, Kirk Cousins as a quarterback 8-12. to Not one of those top-tier fantasy quarterbacks this week, but startable, worth a start. Uh, Dalvin Cook. I got a lot of flack in the waiver wire video for not talking about Boone as a waiver wire pickup at running back. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody why I didn't talk about him. Um, the reason for that being I had some really strong suspicions that, A, even if you play, do you trust a guy who's got 21 touches on this season? You trust him in your fantasy game? No. But that was if Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook were out. And sure enough, Dalvin Cook will probably not be out this game. Here's what we know. Um, he's marked as questionable but coach mike zimmer said yeah he feels good today and when asked about his shoulder he continued said i I," he said i don't think there was any issue with him there were probably a couple of times we could have gotten him to the ball more that's what they said about him last game a lot of people were concerned but also when you won that game over the chargers by that many points i think they also pulled him out to be smart and to be safe Um, Adam Thielen, he caught three of his three targets for 27 yards last week. I would play him. It was a nice slow game back. He's 100% healthy and they're going to use him to his full extent this week. I'd also consider playing Stefan Diggs. Look at the stat book. I don't even need to break it down. Just look at how he's played this year. He's been absolutely phenomenal. I would sit Kyle Rudolph. Um, as I predicted, Kyle Rudolph's production was only boosted temporarily while Thielen was out. Thielen comes back and he sees just three targets last week. While some of that was due to the blowout game, I think also a lot of that was due to Thielen being back. And I don't trust, uh, I don't love him. However, there's not a lot of tight ends out there, so for me he comes in as a tight end range, uh, probably 10 to 16. He squeaks in as a low end starter in 12 team leagues. And a starter in deep leagues, but in small leagues, not so much. Uh, I would Dan Bailey, I would consider him. He's been a pretty good kicker this year. Just hasn't kicked a lot. Uh, and this could be a game uh, full of a lot of points. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bit of a higher scoring game. I would play Dan Bailey this week. Um, and, and really vikings defense this is a tough one i'm gonna actually probably say start them and this is a tough one for me because i want to root for them but as a whole i don't typically trust them my concern and i've said it a few times this year for the vikings defense is that they simply don't get enough turnovers however the last three games they have forced 11 turnovers and scored two touchdowns so maybe they've really turned over a new page and they are this new turnover opportunistic defense um it's going to be a tough game versus the Packers. The Packers do not give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing defenses, but I would play them as a low-end play. Aaron Rodgers, I would sit them. Um, Aaron Rodgers has just not been asked to do much other than Devontae Adams. He doesn't have a lot of weapons, and they play defense around the ball. They're a very uh, small ball sort of team, which I love to watch, but it's just not resulting in great fantasy numbers for Rodgers, so I would sit him. You got to start Aaron Jones. He is fourth in PPR scoring, and the Vikings defense is good, but I don't think they're good enough to do much more than slow him down. Um, Devonte Adams, he's a must-start for sure. I wouldn't start any other wide receivers for the Packers, though. I'd sit Jimmy Graham. Last game for the last game versus the Vikings, he was held without a catch, and I very well expect that trend to continue as he'll be lining up against some pretty solid linebackers. Um, Mason Crosby, I'd sit him this week in the Packers defense. Um, When you you consider starting them this week, you should know this, that the Vikings have allowed the last seven teams to score just 25 fantasy points. So the last seven teams to play the Vikings, those defenses have averaged just 3.6 fantasy points per game. So I probably wouldn't play the Packers this week. And sure enough, guys, that is it for that game and the video.